You're, You're listening, listening to, to Death, Death Metal, Metal Disco. Disco. Hello, hello, my beautiful, beautiful friends. I come to you humbly uh, and with many, many, many apologies for my absence. Um, I've been a huge slacker. I've been extraordinarily lazy about uh, doing stuff with this here podcast. And for that, I apologize. I wish I wish I had some better reason other than being uh, lazy. I've been very busy with work and personal life and also just incredibly unmotivated and not sure... You know, my heart didn't seem to be in this thing, um, but, but you know, I, I really, I don't know, the last couple of days I've been really telling myself I want to do another episode, um, and it was kind of on the fly all day today. It's Saturday right now. It's 11.15 p.m. I was just doing stuff around the house, ran a couple errands, um, playing some Xbox a little bit, watching, watching some... Uh, what we do in the shadows, the show, because I'm very late to the party on that. Um, and mostly procrastinating about recording this. And not because I didn't have stuff that I could talk about. It was just a matter of, do I want to? Um, Ryan, my guitar player, he's asked me a few times when we're going to actually record an episode. And I'm hoping to make that happen sooner rather than later because I've been putting it off for a while for some stupid reason. I don't know. I'll fix that. Anyway, we, we will get that done. We'll put out an episode, um, where I have him either, you know, over zoom or in person. Um, it's going to happen. That's, that's, that's on the to-do list. I keep coughing. Um, my throat's a little dry, so I need to drink more water. haven't had a lot of water today and that's unusual. I drink a ton of water when I'm home. Usually like I try to drink six liters of water, and I've dropped the ball today, but had a lot of Coke Zero. I don't know why. Anyway, um, so welcome. Thank you for tuning back in to the Death Metal Disco podcast. Uh, I really, really do appreciate anybody who listens to this at all. I appreciate you uh, more than you know. Uh, the fact that people, you know, the fact that people wanted to, um, you know, wanted to listen to anything that I have to say is always very flattering and very surprising to me. And, you know, I, I, when I do an episode, I, I, people will on occasion comment on them, um, you know, comment to me directly or whatever social media and tell me what they liked, what they didn't like. Especially when I do more of the personalized episodes where it's, you know, something of a personal nature to me, like the episode about the active shooters I did last year. Um, or, you know, people in mental health, uh, my public safety friends. Uh, my law enforcement friends, when I when I talked about stuff in that line of work, I definitely um, noticed an uptick in people messaging me to tell me how they related to the episode in some way or how it related to them, I guess. And it's always nice to hear that, um, partly because it confirms that occasionally somebody's going to listen to whatever bullshit comes out of my mouth, but also that, you know, it's not for nothing. And... I appreciate you. So again, I'm sorry. This is <laughs> this is the third episode of season two, quote unquote, uh, which I started in 2022. I think my last episode was in February when I had Steve from Seat of the Sorcerer, Womb of the Witch on. 
Um, that was a good episode. That was two hours long. Um, and I posted it completely unedited. It seems February is the month when I get a guest and we talk for two hours and I just say, fuck it and put the whole thing up. So, uh, yeah, two hours long. So this one will not be that. This is going to be quick. This one's going to be about movies. I will say there is a, if you're looking for stuff on music, I've, I've gone to a few concerts recently. I didn't, I was terrible about paying attention to what concerts and what bands I went to, but I have gone to a lot of concerts in the last few months, whether it be some, uh, some local bands tearing it up, or if it was bigger bands, um, went and saw Slipknot at the beginning of last month for their Not Fest Road Show, I think is what it's called. Um, and that was actually a good time. I haven't seen Slipknot in years, and uh, Cypress Hill was with them, and that was cool. I, I'm not a big Cypress Hill fan, but I have respect for them because I grew up with them in that era. That's when they came up, is you know, early 90s, and you know, if they have love for metal and metalheads have a lot of love for them and I, it common ground is probably the weed, but either way, they, they fucking killed it. Then there's a band called horror. Um, H O nine, nine Oh nine weird, weird spelling. They were very interesting. I didn't hate them. Um, I don't know that I, they're very eclectic sound. They're like, uh, like EDM meets, punk rock they had some really cool shit and then some stuff that i just couldn't get into but slipknot was awesome i hadn't seen them in a very long time um and it was also probably the loudest show loudest show i think i've ever been to i can't remember which which show i would say was the loudest one preceding that but that was in the mid 2000s and i'm sure at some point it'll come back to me what show it was because that one was fucking stupid loud but this one this one takes the cake for absolutely head crushingly loud like it was it was stupid how loud it wasn't it's probably maybe it's because i was up in the nosebleeds and you know the speakers and higher frequencies get up there a little bit easier um it was bonkers anyway in the uh, interest of keeping this episode short or um because you know I, i'm trying to dedicate myself to putting some stuff out there weekly bi-weekly just something as opposed to the four months five months between episodes because what the fuck you know I need to be better about that. If I want to do anything with this, I need to be better about it. So here I am. Um, most recently, big movies that I've seen, big being, you know, relative. I've seen quite a few movies. Uh, Chris and I have been, Chris and I and his son Jeremiah have been doing the uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob, Joe Bob Briggs up at uh, Chris's house um, during this past season. Uh, I missed a couple of couple of nights due to travel or, uh, various other social things that took me away from that. But other than that, I think I saw six, maybe six weeks of it, um, six episodes of it. And, you know, Joe Bob Briggs and The Last Drive-In, sometimes they show stuff that is great, and sometimes they show stuff that is uh, being shown because of how not great it is. So good stuff there. I don't remember anything we saw as far as the names. Um, so I'm not going to talk about any of those movies. Um I've seen, I finally get around to uh, watching some other other movies and stuff. I went to the theater for the first time in a long time. Um, I think I went a couple times last year when I was dating one girl. Um, we went to the movies, I think, two weeks in a row, or maybe it was just one week with her, and then the next week I went with Chris to the Alamo Draft House. Um, 
but this was this is the first time I've been to theater in a while. And now that movies are going to the theaters more frequently instead of just straight to HBO Max or Disney Plus or whatever, I may end up reactivating my uh, my AMC. The hell was it called? AMC A list or whatever, uh, which which I liked. I had for about a year, I think, before COVID hit and shut everything down, and they turned it all off, and I never reactivated it. Just between traveling and uh, you know theaters, not really getting everything right away, it didn't seem worth it to me. But the the normal twenty five bucks or whatever it is to see up to three movies, up to three movies a week, um, is absolutely worth it. So uh, I I might. I might re reactivate that. Uh, what we saw, we saw Nope, the new Jordan Peele, um, more of a sci-fi movie. Absolutely, it the trailer made it look like a suspension, not a suspension, a suspenseful thriller, horror type of thing, and it was that, but it was definitely more sci-fi, and it was um, kind of long, and the first half of it was really slow and not to me it wasn't slow in a boring slow way it was like you know the appreciative slow burn where it keeps you interested enough to not fall asleep at least me um but it it wasn't you're wondering what's what's going on there's a lot of different scenes and subplots that get thrown into it maybe not a lot there's like two or three Ultimately, I'm not entirely sure those were done well. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was definitely more sci-fi than horror. There was a few gruesome parts, and um, you know the underlying theme is uh, kind of horrifying. So I, I get it why it's a horror movie, but it's also very much an alien movie. So more sci-fi, and it was really, really well done. I loved it. I love... Uh, um, what's their names? I can never remember their names. I love Daniel uh, Kaluuya. I don't even know how you say his last name, Daniel. He was in Get Out. He's been in a few other things. I can't remember if he was in Us or not, but um, I really like him. I think he's a great actor, and um, just his character, the way he played his character, which was the son of a horse trainer, um, who they ended up losing their horse trainer. He was killed in an accident. Not, I mean, the horse trainer guy, their dad, um, and then this takes place six months after that. Um, kind of playing the aloof, what the fuck am I going to do? Um, I inherited the family business and I'm failing the family business type of thing. He played that very, very well. Like, I, I can relate to that. I can't really relate to that in a personal way that is like, oh, that happened to me. But, like, I believed it and that's a normal thing that you see people do all the time. They inherit a business or they take over a business from their parents and, um, you know, it doesn't go well. What I really could relate to was his relationship with his sister, uh, played by Kiki Palmer. Um, She was both super annoying and incredibly awesome at the same time. When she first gets into the movie, uh, you know, she's got the whole I'm an influencer type of person. I'm trying to make it as an actress thing going on. And I hated her just right when she first made her entrance. I was like, oh, my God, you know, she's this character is annoying as shit. But as you go through it, I'm like, oh, you know what? She's actually fucking awesome. And so I I really did like it. But what I really liked and I could relate to was the bond between them as brother and sister. 
And I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that my sister is anything like Kiki Palmer's character in that. Um, she's awesome. She's not at all, you know, like the socializing, let me climb the, the ladder of popularity, uh, let me be an influencer or anything like that. Um, but just their bond, the way they banter between the two of them, I, I really, really, really liked and I can relate to because my sister and I, on occasion, have some incredibly awesome conversations that are just ridiculously dumb, but also awesome. So that was cool. Um, what I like most about it, uh, spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen Nope, maybe don't listen to this. But uh, what I liked most about the movie was the, first of all, the CG, the CGI they did was really, really good. Um, it didn't look like CGI and it didn't look too obvious what it's supposed to be. And it's, you know, it's a movie about UFO, but they did some stuff towards the end. Maybe I'm not going to spoil it too much, but they did some stuff towards the end with the whole alien being thing. Um, that I thought for what it was as far as being an alien and what was happening in the movie, I thought it was fucking beautiful. And I won't, I won't get into what they were actually doing, but I, I really, really enjoyed how pretty it, the whole thing looked. It was, uh, it was, you know, I, I can't even describe it without ruining it, so I'm not going to, but, um, you know, I, I just thought it was really, really well done and not in the same vein as Get Out and Us. It was different enough and not horror enough so that really anybody could watch it. You know, it's got a couple of gruesome parts, but nothing crazy. Um, and had a couple jump scares, but again, nothing crazy. But I really fucking liked it. So, nope. And I'm looking at IMDb right now, and it's got 7.5 out of 10 stars with 18,000 votes on it. So that's, that's, uh, not bad. Not bad. I haven't looked at Rotten Tomatoes or anything, but not bad at all. So good job, Jordan. So they have uh, Michael Wincott plays a filmmaker in it. And uh, Michael Wincott is not a name that you probably recognize, but you would recognize his face and his voice um, pretty easily if you've seen some of the movies that he's been in. Um, I'm talking specifically about The Crow. That's the one I recognize him from immediately, but he was also in one of the uh, Three Musketeers movies. I can't remember which one, but he's got a super, super, super gravelly throat. He's got very, very strong cheekbones. Like, the guy looks, other than the fact he's, what, now 30 years older than he was when The Crow was made, um, and he doesn't have the long, perfectly straight black hair anymore, you know right away looking at him who he is, and then the moment he speaks... His, his gravelly voice makes any kind of gravel I can get in my voice look like amateur hour. And and the way, so he was in it, and the way he plays his filmmaker character uh, as being like the ultimate artist and anything for the shot and all this other shit, um, I thought was awesome. Like he was, he was great and... Probably could have been included a little bit more, but uh, whatever. It's good to see that he was actually still acting and was in something that's going to be big because I haven't seen him in anything for a long time. And if I go and click and see what he's been in recently, clicking away, clicking away. He usually plays uh, small support characters, 
Uh, he was the antagonist in The Crow, obviously, but he was at a TV show that was in, uh, I don't know when, I guess it was 2017. Ghost in the Shell, he had an uncredited role in that. I don't remember him from that. I guess he was in West Westworld and lots of stuff that, uh, that I'm not sure I haven't seen or even heard of, which is unfortunate because I, I like the guy, but he was in a, a movie in 2012 called Hitchcock, and he played Ed Gein. Hmm. I might have to check that out. Um, I think he would make an incredible Ed Gein, honestly. Count of Monte Cristo in 2002. I remember him in that. That's a great movie, too. So, Nope. I do recommend going to see Nope or seeing it whenever it you know hits streaming, which it might already be. I don't know. I haven't looked, but I really like Nope. If you like Jordan Peele's movies um, so far, You'll probably like that. Uh, I've got some friends who didn't because it was too slow for them, which I get. The first half is kind of kind of slow, not going to lie. A lot of buildup. It's a slow burn for sure. Um, and then the last half, I think, is you know when it really takes off. But uh, worth it, in my opinion. So the other movie um, I wanted to talk about a little bit is The Gray Man. And I think that was straight to Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. came out this month or last month, um, July or June. I'm not entirely sure. I think maybe beginning of July. Um, by the Russo brothers. They directed a bunch of Marvel stuff, the Infinity War movies. Um, they do they do really, really good stuff. I like the way their incorporation of uh, humorous dialogue with intense action and all that good stuff is it's very familiar it's uh you watch something like infinity war or Endgame, and you can see that humor that they use and then you watch something like this you're like oh that's totally totally them um so the gray man if you haven't seen the trailer for it is about a cia operative um who nobody knows at all uh and he's a dark asset or whatever the fuck they want to call it he's a hitman essentially um gets a bounty put on his head and he's got to go take care of business. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of the revenge films. I'm a huge fan of, um, assassin related movies and not like, you know, I do like, you know, samurai movies and ninja movies, that, that type of shit, but like the, the professional killers, I don't know what it is about those movies, whether it's they're professional killers because they're hitmen or they're just, you know, CIA operatives. Um, I've always, I've always really enjoyed those movies. Like the movie Assassins with Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas. I've probably seen that movie 30 times when that shit hit video uh, back in the 90s. And it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I've watched it many, many, many times. So um, The Professional, Leon The Professional, that's one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I love The Man on Fire. That's a professional killer slash revenge movie. So, yeah, I, that's that's my thing. I don't know why. I just really, really, really enjoy those movies. But anyway, um, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Anna de, Anna, Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, however she says her name, I don't know. Uh, beautiful girl. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, I really like her. Um, I think she's a great actress. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. um I loved Ryan Gosling and Driver. I thought that movie was fucking great. I've never seen The Notebook, so I don't know why I wasn't that. But um, 
Chris Evans. I've all, I've liked Chris Evans since I saw the first thing I saw him in was not another teen movie back in early two thousands, which is a ridiculous movie, but it's hilarious. And he was fucking fantastic in it. As fantastic as you can be in a, you know, spoof satire movie of really every teenage angst movie that has ever existed in the world. So, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, I think is, is a brilliant guy. Really liked him in knives out. He was awesome in this, um, Joe, not Joe Russo, uh, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling was great. The dialogue this movie had and the humor that this movie had, um, it wasn't like, it wasn't over the top humor. It wasn't meant to be, really, really funny, funny. It was meant to be an action movie, and it's definitely an action movie. But the humor is very relatable to things that you would see as far as dialogue goes in um, the Infinity War and Endgame and the Marvel movies, that type of thing. They they incorporated it very... It felt like it would be real. If you were to put yourself in that kind of shitty situation where you're CIA operative or whatever, and you're in the middle of a fight, and you drop some sort of not off-base one-liner. I mean, it, it just works, in my opinion. And the action was killer. One thing I've noticed in a lot of newer movies, um, maybe it's just because the move to digital, you can do more of, of this type of thing, but is crazy color contrast. So you have like a crazy action scene, and instead of having, you know, let's say they, they want to use a smoke grenade or something instead of the smoke grenade being like a gray or black or even a white smoke, it's like the most vibrant, um, almost fluorescent looking color that you could possibly include into a scene. And in like in the middle of some insane action. So they bust out this bright pink smoke. I don't, it was like a smoke canister or something. Um, and they do, you know, some slow motion shit with the smoke canister but I've noticed a lot of action movies these days doing that. Six Underground with uh, Ryan Reynolds. I rewatched that maybe a month or two ago. And that was the same thing where they had, you know, the cars that they had. The main car that they drove in that movie was this bright green. Uh, I think it was an Audi. It was like a fluorescent green. Um, and the gray man didn't have that throughout the whole movie. But the first, you know, half hour, 45 minutes of it or so, they had they had quite a lot of that going on in there. And then it, you know, settled down, I think. But I, I don't know if it's just something that um, the first movie I remember seeing that had that kind of color, uh, color blocking, if that's what you want to call it. I don't, I'm sure there's a, a snooty filmmaker term for it. I'm going to call it color blocking um, and color correction because I know for a fact none of that shit was captured at the camera to be as bright as it was. Um, the first movie I can think of off the top of my head where it was super apparent and it was intentional it was a movie called revenge. Um, that movie came out. I want to say it was like 2014, 2015, something like that. I didn't bother to look it up on, uh, on IMDB, but that movie, they didn't have, you know, insane smoke scenes or anything like that. But a lot of the, the, uh, the set design and cinematography aspects of it had a lot of really bright, contrasting color blocking going on um you know like super hot pink on a white or a white or a black uh, background just stuff that i mean visually really 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 captured my eye um then movies like six underground that one had a lot of it too 
and the gray man had quite a bit of it, but really not through the whole movie. And I'm going to have to put a list together of movies that have that shit because it always stands out to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, this looks just like whatever movie, Six Underground or or Revenge, um, which both of those movies I actually like a lot. Revenge is kind of a harder watch. It's a rape revenge movie. Um, and even though it's you know got a, a rape that they show on camera, it's not like a... I mean, I guess as far as rape scenes go, it's one of the ones that's not horrible. Like, if you had to put a level on, you know, what kind of rape you're willing to watch in a movie, um, it's not horrendous. Like, it's yeah, it's super awful that it's happening, um, but it's not. It's not like a brutally violent thing, uh, which is really the only reason I ever tell people they you know, they should check it out because I mean, it's a great movie, like super, super, super violent. Uh, we saw it at one of the horror film festivals back in the day and it's brutal. Got some brutal shit in there. The rape scene is not one of the brutal scenes, like, which is good. Cause I mean, I don't, I personally don't think I know anybody that likes to watch a rape movie or a rape scene in a movie. Those are hard to watch for any normal sane person. Uh, but that one, you know, as far as rape scenes in movies go, really, it was, uh, let's just call it tolerable. It wasn't awful. Like, it was not great, obviously, but it wasn't awful. But anyway, Revenge. Um, that was a first-time uh, director. I can't remember her name. I should have looked it up. But, um, and the girl that plays the lead in that. I can't remember her name either. I think she was from Israel. Um, she she was phenomenally gorgeous and uh, very very good in that role. That movie was fucking, the movie was bonkers and it was you know an independent film, and I think they they did a fucking fantastic job. Don't hear too much about it, but one of the other movies that I seen that uh, that had the 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 color blocking and in addition to music, the Gray Man has a, a weird, a weirdly. It's noticeable, the music choices. They're not what you would think for a normal action movie and some of the scenes they have. The songs aren't normal for that. Very similar to John Wick, the first John Wick movie, which I love. I love all three of them so far, and I haven't watched the trailer for the fourth that just came out, but um, the first John Wick is my favorite, and they had a lot of that fluorescent, neon, color-blocking stuff happening. In addition to the soundtrack, I bought the soundtrack um, because it had some just really good shit on there. And especially it's a, you know, violent shootout in the pool. Like if you've seen John wick and he goes to the Russian, the Russian nightclub, that's got the, uh, the, the baths, the Russian baths in the basement. Um, and that whole scene down there, it's got, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's got the song think, I can't remember her name who sings it. I should have looked that up too. Um, but it's like this kind of chill, chill song with a good little beat um, synthesizer stuff going on during this brutal shootout and hand-to-hand combat stuff. Um, but the color blocking there and the color blocking in that movie, uh, that's another one that I think really stands out to me at least. But the Gray Man, Gray Man was fucking awesome. Some of the uh, some of the stuff they had in it was a little, you know, here and there the acting was a little bit bad and the dialogue might have been bad, but... Some of the better action movies, that's usually the case. Like John Wick, I love John Wick. That has some of the dumbest dialogue in any movie. Um, But, I mean, the movie itself is awesome, and it's definitely a superb action movie. Um, This one, 
the gray man had some had some moments of dumb dialogue uh you love to hate chris evans character in it and ryan gosling is awesome um billy bob thornton's in it i forgot about him uh yeah he's in it and he plays like ryan gosling's boss and it was i recommend it if you got a couple hours because i think it's just about two hours or just over two hours i i recommend it if you're into those types of action movies so so anyway, that's my rambling for now. I've just crossed the 32-minute mark of this recording uh, before I edit, and I'm going to keep it short. I don't have anything else really to talk about except that I've been pretty busy with work, which has been a little bit insane. I live the first three and a half months of the year in California. I didn't really live there, but it felt like I did because I was home for usually less than 48 hours a week um, for most of that time. And I haven't been traveling too much recently, once or twice a month, the last two or three months. Um, went to Orlando for the first time for work back in the beginning of May. And even though I fucked up an entire class that I was teaching, you know, I had a great time. I got really, really, really sick one night um, pre-drinking. Well, I guess it was my first drink, but I think I was dehydrated. Somebody said I might have had that one of the variants of the Rona that's like a 24-hour flu type of thing. Um, I think I was just dehydrated because once I got some Gatorade in my life, I felt, you know, reasonably okay. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, Orlando, Orlando was really good. I've, I've been busy and hopefully I'm going to, I'm going to make myself dedicate some time into sitting down and actually doing this. So I really do, really do appreciate you, uh, taking the time to listen to this, share this, whatever. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, um, some of you may have known the band, Empyrean Eclipse. Probably shouldn't mention this. I meant to actually record an episode when it came out, but um, our EP that we recorded, um, five songs that we recorded back last fall uh, with Shane Howard at Son and Quartered Studios up in uh, Henderson, Colorado, uh, that came out April 1st, and... Um, even though I fucked up the artwork, well, the text on the artwork, cause proofreading apparently is not my strong suit that that's been really well received. So if you want to check that out and you can just, I mean, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple music, whatever you want to listen to it on. It's, it's out there streaming on everything or go to bandcamp.com and just search for Empyrean Eclipse and it's on there. Uh, you could stream it there for free. Um, a few times, I think three, three or four times you can stream each song. Um, if you want to pick up the digital copy or the physical CD, it comes in a digi pack. So that's my shameless plug for my band. Um, also one other thing that's been weighing weirdly heavily on my mind for the last couple of weeks, just because it's July. Um, July 7th was our original drummer, Steven. It was his birthday and he's a year older than me. And, uh, he passed away at the end of January in 2017, so it's been five years. And that's been really fucking weirding me out because it doesn't feel like it's been five years. Um, granted, 2020 and 2021, kind of a wash as far as years go. Um, it's just weird. Like, I think about that guy every day. Um, I just wonder... He always had, he's very, very smart, one of the smartest people I know. Um, he always had something to say about the state of things. And 
sometimes it was more passionate than others, and sometimes it was more intoxicated than others. But he always had some sort of weird insight on things he'd observe. And he was one of those people who, shockingly to me, I don't know why, but shockingly to me, would take it personally when he, you know, would find out about an active shooter incident that happened. And we've had a couple just in the last, uh, what, two months. There's been like 10 and maybe not that much. I may have, I guess maybe technically there's probably been at least 10, but um, the ones that stand out are the ones in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, There was just another one. I can't fucking think of it. They just had one in Indiana um, at a mall. And I think it was something like 35 seconds into it. A uh, a bystander who carries took out the shooter. Um, ten shots were fired by him, and eight of them hit this guy. So that's that's brilliant. But we'd be insane if we expect that that's going to happen every time because clearly it doesn't. Um, but I would love between that and the normal state of politics and various other things like uh, abortion and all this other shit. Even though I hate talking about that. For some, I just really don't like talking politics. I would absolutely love to hear his take and his angry, angry position on things. But anyway, it's been weird that it's been five years. And um, that's been weighing on my mind a lot lately. So anyway, the CD again is on bandcap.com. Search for Empyrean Eclipse. Uh, I may have a link for it in the description for the podcast. I may not. I also have merch on Etsy. I have an Etsy store with some shirts, some uh, coffee mug, well, a coffee mug, a wine tumbler thing, um, some shirts for my first band. I had a new logo redesigned. Uh, we've been talking about since November, trying to get together and do some stuff. That hasn't happened as a full band. Um, we all have lives, and two of the five of us, actually three of the five of us have kids, and all of us have full-time jobs as opposed to when, you know, I was 21 and we all worked at the grocery store. But anyway, I had a new logo done up. Um, so I got some shirts for sale. The price of those, I think, covers the cost of making them. Um, and then some other stuff for the podcast itself. So if you're interested in that, you can go to Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com and just search Death Metal Disco. And it should bring you to my Etsy storefront. Um, I'd appreciate it if you if you buy something. It'll support me even though I'm bit lazy so i'm trying to work on that uh i really really do appreciate you if you listen to this you like it give it a share share it with anybody who's like oh yeah i like podcasts about nothing and then you can say hey this one is truly just completely random most of the time i would uh, very much appreciate that anyway i hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and i recently found out um i don't remember how i found out i think i was watching whose line is it anyway Um, I've been ending the podcast with take care of yourselves and each other thinking I had this brilliant tagline at the end. Um, nope. Apparently I stole that from Jerry Springer. So I'm not going to say that anymore, even though the sentiment still applies. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Be well. Thank Thank you for listening to Death Metal 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 Met